0: For our Christmas episode right now,
1: "Baby, It's Cold Outside" is a guide it's what to dating. Used to
0: look like. <laughs> it's yes. Um, it's
1: what makes the song even more wholesome is that it was written in 1944 by Frank Loesser, who was so saying it with his wife Lynn. So, like, this is something also that like the, this is demonstrative by the kind of interplay that led a husband and wife to get married. Like, this is the kind of behavior that leads to lasting. Long-term pair-bonded relationships.
0: It, it, very interesting if you contrast it with other songs that are that are Christmassy, like the the two songs that both have the same theme oh, of I'm the more a modern slut. ones.
1: Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. And Ariana Grande singing, you know, I I don't want to give it all away if you won't be here next year. But it's important
0: to remember that the enemy isn't women. It's the cultural group Mm. that has enforced these norms that have Mm. made it impossible to date women. Would you like to know more? Uh, Did you read that loud enough for me to use it in the recording?
1: I can read the thing. Their Troublesome Crush by Zan West. In this queer polyamorous male-female romance novella, Two metamors realize they have crushes on each other while planning their shared partner's birthday party together. Ernest, a Jewish, autistic, demiromantic, queer, fat, trans man submissive. And Nora a Jewish disabled queer fat femme cis woman switch, have to contend with an age gap, a desire not to mess up their lovely polyamorous dynamic as metamors, the fact that Ernest has never been attracted to a cis person before, and the reality that they are romantically attracted to each other all while planning their dominant partner's birthday party and trying to do a really good job.
0: So it looks like from the cover, the woman is much older than the man, obese and with a cane.
1: (laughs) So... Um, yeah, the, the covers, I mean, I would say the covers well done in that it seems to be fairly accurate. We have the two overweight people dressed in classic, I don't know, c- progressive style standing in front of what I believe is a cupcake counter looking extremely awkward and unattractive.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, here's a Reddit thread that really got me when I read it because it aligns with so much of what we've been talking about on the channel.
1: Yeah oh the 20 year old dating
0: one my 20 year old son doesn't date his Mm -hmm. friends don't date my friend's kids don't date what's going on yeah when i was in my late teens and early 20s life for my friends and me revolved around meeting girls my son and his friends who are athletic and outgoing don't seem to put a lot of emphasis on dating they play a lot of online video games and have boys outings. once in a while one will hook up with a random girl they met on an app Rarely does one have a girlfriend. This seems to be the norm for my friend's kids, too. What's going on?
1: Well, and then when you go through the responses, there are some recurring themes. A lot of people just say, like, there's no reason to do it anymore. You know, there's there's no point. Other people say that it is too expensive and they can't afford to date anymore, or they bemoan the loss of affordable third spaces, basically places that aren't your home or your school or work where people can hang out. And then a lot of people just talk about like not having game. And then one, one interesting comment that I thought wasn't, was astute was balkanization of cultural touchstones. And what they meant by that was that like in the past, if you were both into gaming, you played like the same Three games. If you were into anime, you watched the same three anime. Now, even if you are into a specific subgenre, like you aren't necessarily into the same thing. So, there are fewer people who share affinity networks really closely. And I question I'm that.
0: Push back on that one. I think that they are because I remember when I was in high school, it was all about the bands that you know that no one else knew about, or the mm, games that you that yeah. no one else played. It, like, it's a dominant was-
1: hierarchy thing to show how obscure and, and advanced yeah, that's your you interest in
0: a dominance hierarchy that's affiliated with a specific thing it's typically by showing how extremely affiliated you are with that thing and yeah. so people would front their dominance hierarchy by pushing that and in this to note this is not like a isolated phenomenon we'll put some graphs on the screen here but the rates of sex that people have been having while they're in high school has been dropping really dramatically over Which the so last... So many
1: people have worked hard to make happen. I mean, I remember being in high school when they were like, the rates of sex are so high. I mean, th- mission accomplished.
0: Yeah, mission accomplished. No one's having sex anymore. There you go. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, and and, and rates, it's, it's interesting. I think our generation, sometimes they can look at the younger generation and think of them as so sexually free You know, like, oh, look at all this stuff that's allowed now. Like I would be allowed to have like 10 girlfriends at once and blah, 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 blah. blah. When in reality, no, just nobody's getting anything, right? Like the 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 level when we talk about like dating and sex markets being broken, because it's not just dating markets, it's not just marriage markets, it's also sex markets. It is, it has gotten very hard, I think for both males and females. And for our Christmas episode right now, one thing that I was really meditating on in regards to this topic is the song, baby it's cold outside. <laughs> Cause I've been My listening favorite. to it recently and depending on the intonations and tonality used by the singers, like there are ways to sing the song. If you really want to make it sound rapey, you can do that. But generally speaking, the song doesn't come off that way at all it comes off just like normal hitting on a girl from the past right and And it
1: reminds me very much of like many traditional dating methods mechanisms and mannerisms Mm -hmm. they're designed around plausible deniability making it more comfortable for people to make advances at partners in a way that one didn't make the other partner feel uncomfortable because they weren't like i'm going to kiss you right now i want to have sex with you right now instead it is oh gosh i wish you didn't have to go home so that you could all each of you could have plausible deniability and if one person wasn't into it and clearly made signs of rejection of like nope i got to go home now bye then both could pretend that there was never an advance made and both could pretend that they're happy to be just friends and so that kind of interplay is actually not it's, only it's like not only socially helpful but also like protective of people's ability to say no it's actually like super it's better than directly asking for consent because you don't have to disappoint someone the same way
0: yeah because then it it does hurt somebody when you when you tell them no like that hurts somebody when you drop subtly that you're not interested that doesn't hurt them as much and it allows you to stay friends and allow things to not get awkward there was a reason that relationships worked this way. There was a reason that flirting worked through this system of plausible deniability. Yeah, And a lot of people could be like, no, she's explicitly saying she wants to go. And it's like, yeah, but she's not going. It's not like she's being held hostage. What they are both telling each other with the words that they're using is I am interested in you. Yes, in that explicit way, but... I need to see you be the one to say, yes, I'm interested in you back. And what's the, the, the the humor in the song comes from the fact that neither of them is stepping up and just being like, yeah, I'm actually interested.
1: Yeah. you can hear it's like there's this one line in the song where gosh
0: your lips taste delicious. No no no
1: no no gosh your your lips look delicious and then the next thing he says after the female says her part is gosh your lips taste delicious. So clearly things are progressing. Is gosh bitches. your lips are
0: delicious. Or maybe just a Already hooking up, and Uh that—that's the humor. They are hooking up while pretending
1: to each other. I better go home. Well, you, yeah, like I better go home. I don't (laughs)
0: know about this. What are people gonna think if I stay with a guy like you all (laughs) night?
1: My sister will
0: be suspicious. My
1: brother will be there at
0: the door. Waves upon a
1: tropical shore.
0: Yes, bitches. your
1: lips are deli- Oh my yeah, God. It? Right? I can't be responsible for my actions anymore. Well, what makes this song even more wholesome is that it was written in 1944 by Frank Loesser, who was so saying it with his wife, Lynn. So, like, this is something also that, like, the, this is demonstrative by the kind of interplay that led a husband and wife to get married. Like, this is the kind of behavior that leads to lasting. Long-term pair-bonded relationships, you know, it's not even like this isn't even sung by like a sour like single person, you know, in their 40s or 50s talking about love lost. No, no, no. This is about a couple who is happily married, mm-hmm. who goes to parties and has fun together, talking about methodologies that they used when they were courting.
0: Yeah, and it, it, very interesting if you contrast it with other songs that are that are Christmassy, like the the two songs that both have the same theme oh, of the I'm more a modern Thrust. ones. Uh um so what is it one is
1: hold on well i mean there's santa baby the more recent version of this is ariana grande singing santa tell me and then last christmas i think it's wham called last christmas Wham. yeah and then the the earlier version of this is last christmas by wham and both of them are like the slutty Perpetually single version of bad uh, yeah, courting like, methods. I,
0: I keep sleeping with a different guy every Christmas. How come this isn't working out for me? Why Please. is
1: why why is this person not committing to me? Last Christmas I gave you my heart, and the very next day you gave it away. And Ariana Grande singing, you know, I, I don't want to give it all away if you won't be here next year. Which
0: is really interesting, and I don't want to do it again.
1: Mm-hmm, she, again. She says in
0: the song that she has done it before. Mm-hmm. So it's not just saying, you know, I hope that this guy is loyal to me. And if these people are dumping them the very next day, this is not a
1: long-term relationship. Yeah, this is, like there's that. not very much affection demonstrated in these stories which
0: is interesting
1: and in that it shows
0: that there is much more wholesomeness mm-hmm. and much more affection in the song that is typically seen as being the more like inappropriate of the christmas songs yeah. and when they yeah. point to lines like baby what's in my drink like or, or, or she's saying, hey, what's in this drink? Say what's in this drink? What's in this drink? Say
1: what's in this drink. So one, in
0: social context of the time period, that was a common way to say- um, I'm feeling kind of tipsy. I'm feel like my inhibitions are down. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we should do something. You, you compare it to something my mom used to say all the yeah, time. Your mom
1: used like, to like have like one glass of wine and be like, not gonna lie, I'm a little tipsy. Just to like show that she was in a celebratory mood. And that's exactly like this person basically is saying I'm down to clown. and that's. Yeah,
0: basically saying I'm down to clutch. Now, let's be clear. The the accusation here is she's implying that the drink was spiked with alcohol or that the drink was spiked stronger than she expected, but that's worse than alcohol. But then she wouldn't be saying what she's saying. Like, it is very clear from contextual clues. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlights. When our society's social rules aren't made up by and I'm sorry to say this, Simone, I know you're autistic, but autistic idiots who can't catch basic social cues, that they see somebody say that in a song and they go, oh, <laughs> she's being drugged against her will, when really what she's saying is I'm down to clown very obviously. And then they'd be like, how can you tell the difference? And it's because she didn't immediately leave. That A sane person who thought that their drink had just been spiked inappropriately is leaving, is going to say, hey, what are you doing? Like, even if they were like, oh, well, she's afraid of the guy in this song and that's why she's not leaving. First of all, that's this weird, progressive feminist fever dream. She very clearly has the ability to leave at any point in the song. And that is made clear throughout the song. The fact that she is saying, hey, my inhibitions are down, but she's deciding to stay is saying, hey, I'm interested in you. Mm -hmm. And and just if we go over like the way flirting works, right? She is very explicitly coding for him in the excuses that she is using not to stay is other people will think negatively of her for what it would look like she had done if she stayed. So what is the implication of that? The implication is she intends to do those things. Mm -hmm. Okay. She is Mm -hmm. not vaguely bringing up like, Oh, people will, you know, think something has gone wrong or something like that. It's people will think we hooked up. If I stayed here, that is what flirting looks like. And the Mm -hmm. level of autism to hear that and think that this is somebody who's being flirted with against her will is (laughs) frankly absurd. And I I think that this shows – I mean, then a lot of people can say, like, so what are you saying? Are you saying that we should go back to flirting this way? But because not – so I would
1: do. – I'm going to defend the autists over here. Like, okay. if I were to hear this and interpret this like an autist, the insinuation is actually like, mm, there's inclement weather outside, and I need to stay here all night. But people will think – negative things. That's it. Like I don't I don't I see, I get zero like autistic hackle raising about like some implication of of foul play or coercion from this song. It's yeah. just too wholesome.
0: Yeah, and that's <laughs> So, but but this all comes back to the lowering rates of sex, people not knowing how to date, and people not being able to date in the way that they would have historically dated. Yeah. So I think that there's many guys who know like this is what courtship is supposed to look like. Another really interesting thing, and in, 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 when I say supposed to look like, is historically when people courted this way, I know because I courted this way sometimes with women. Women really enjoyed this. Okay. Women really enjoy in dating some level of plausible deniability. Yes. It's just in the past, it, it was hotter for them. That, no, that, it's it's that,
1: hotter, it's protective for everyone.
0: Yeah, it's it's per- safer. Well, it was protective for everyone. The problem is, is that in our current society, plausible de- deniability is grapes. Okay,
1: well, and plausible deniability for especially for men is risk because plausible plausible deniability at any point retroactively can be turned into criminal action,
0: which is horrible. Yeah, yeah. And that's horrifying for men today. And so they do not date in this way. They have to basically explicitly ask a woman, hey, are you open to me kissing you?
1: But Um, even in some places like in Denmark, it seems that new regulation at play is such that even if you have, like, literally filmed, written, consent, notarized, you know, it doesn't matter how far it goes, a woman can still retroactively go back and decide, no. Which is,
0: how do you think people are going to find partners? Like, literally. And do you think that this is what women really want? Like, you as a woman, would you have really wanted me to be that explicit instead of normal flirting, which is, for example, moving out to touch you and seeing if you remove my hand. If you remove my hand, I don't do it again. This is the thing, and this is the problem where people end up going overboard with this sort of stuff. When Mm. the person has clearly signaled they're not interested and yet you keep making moves. And I think that this is one of the problems. Potentially as society is becoming more autistic, this sort of nuanced dating, because society is becoming more autistic, this sort Mm. of nuanced dating actually does lead to actual grapey situations much more often because Mm. people don't pick up the no, I'm actually not interested in you social cues. Because if the woman in the song was actually giving the guy cues like I'm not interested in you, him continuing to go on and on would have been a very threatening environment for her. Well, and, Um, and vice
1: versa. In fact, I think there's a version of the song where they keep all the female lyrics, but then the male lyrics are like, okay, go. And it just makes yeah. her look super creepy. So of course it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I, and I, I, do think that these, these problems, especially now the risk does go both ways because you can now have a woman be very aggressive with a man and put him in a position where he feels coerced because he worries that if he doesn't respond to her advances, she will then retroactively Frustrated because she's already unethical enough to push his boundaries when she knows he's not okay with moving forward. She's unethical enough to also then make accusations should he not accept her unwanted advances. So I think it it can be equally Mm -hmm. scary for men in these situations.
0: But and one thing I want to be clear, which I think is always one of the big problems or, or things that annoys me about the wider manosphere, is <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll point to an issue like this has happened because of a, a change in dating culture. And they and, and I talk about how this affects both men and women. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. it's a change that women wanted. And it's like No, it's a change that some influential women wanted. I'd say that always the majority of women in society didn't really like this. Yeah,
1: I don't even think it's fair to say that women wanted it. I think it's fair to say that power hungry bureaucrats wanted it that people playing dominance hierarchy games wanted it. People who wanted to impose safetyism culture wanted it. And they don't, I don't even think, again, I think it's safetyism culture, but within a dominance hierarchy, just as we were going back to like anime, right? Like people showing that they're bigger fans of anime or indie rock bands by choosing more and more obscure, impossible bands and shows in the same realm of safetyism culture, which had a, a massive meteoric rise throughout the 90s and especially the early aughts. The the best way to show your extra power, your extra commitment to that movement and to wokeism in general was to propose even more stringent classifications and agreements like, oh, we have to have all these terms and now you need to have a written consent. And of course, I'm clearly better and more important in this culture because I'm the one who's willing to take this obscure and extreme measure. So, again, this is not a woman thing. This is not a man thing. This is a dominance hierarchy slash bureaucratic tumor thing do you yeah and and
0: and and when and then people be like yeah but that movement was more female than male that caused (laughs) this cultural breakdown and i'm like so fucking what so fucking what a lot of the women who i am sad (laughs) that this is hurting today are not the you know these ultra ultra progressive women i am sad that this is hurting normal girls well, in, yeah I mean
1: it's, it's like in like viking raids in which there was there was you know pillaging and 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 brutalization of of families in small villages you know, it's like, oh, well, this is a man problem. Men were doing all of the rating. And it's like, well, yeah, but also it's like fathers, male children, brothers lost people they loved, had people they loved violated, were themselves killed. Like, I'm sorry. There are victims for every every violent, corrupt, hurtful movement out there. Don't pretend that like because some some box is ticked among those who are the aggressors means that the aggressors are that box ticked.
0: So and what this means is on the group that is motivating the action not the individual not like some aspect of the individuals right, right so like right if, if you're mad about the viking raids don't be mad at men be mad at vikings if you're mad about what the ultra progressive wokus, you know urban monoculture cultists have done mm-hmm. be mad at them Men, yes. male or female don't be mad at women mm-hmm. there's women out there that are hurt by this just as much as there are men that are hurt by this and we need to work together to destroy the actual scourge which has led to this Mm -hmm. and work together to fight against that scourge not blame people who may have a lot of sympathies for our cause and what's going on but this brings us to another point that you were talking about which is we do still need to recognize that on average women are more progressive and men are more conservative. And one of the things that has led to a damage in dating culture is people not being willing to cross the aisle in dating anymore.
1: Right. So Lyman Stone and Brad Wilcox recently wrote a piece on this in the Atlantic where they talked about the growing disparity between men and women in terms of political affiliation, plus the growing number of people Who are not willing to date across the aisle and this is not something that showed up in this in their article for some other event i went over a detailed survey results pdf that showed friendship over the years and it also showed that uh friends are less likely to be to befriend people who have different political affiliations from them and that people have unfriended people based on their political affiliation however this is worse Among progressives. So progressives are much more likely to have unfriended someone because they were conservative or just not progressive enough, which is really
0: interesting because it's actually more dangerous for conservatives to have progressive friends than progressives to have conservative friends. Why do you say that? So, for example, I'm a guy and I'm hitting on a woman who's too progressive. That's Mm -hmm. actually a huge risk to me because she can, like, Uh, get me charged with rape or something like that. Right. Uh, Whereas the inverse is less true. Although women could say, well, he may not respect my boundaries or something. (laughs) You know, these guys, they're just.
1: This is is really frustrating, though, right? Because, like, when you and I met, I I think you and I were both way more progressive than we are now, which is a very common trajectory, right? Like, people grow up and get responsible. Actually, that's not true. Really? I thought it was yes, like the common I'm not out really this common myth. i am to but yeah,
0: people don't actually become much more conservative as they age. It's it, your your political leaning is uh, heavily genetic mm. and not really, well, not heavily, moderately genetic and then other than that it's it's experiential, but it it doesn't seem to turn Consistently more conservative as people age. But well, then what,
1: what's interesting then part. is I would say that our, our political leanings genetically, if I had to like come up with like what our genetics seem to reveal about our intuitions, is that we're both extremely classical liberals, like libertarians, like mm-hmm. get off my life, you know, don't mess with my stuff. And but but I, I think was more on the progressive end when we met. And you were more on the conservative end when we met. Like we, no, <laughs> this back in,
0: moment, I mean, I was still, progress- I would have been considered progressive back then. Yeah,
1: no, you were totally considered progressive. But also like I, when we were going to get married, remember, like at first I was like, well, you know, of course I'm not going to change my last name. And you're like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, of course you're changing your last name. And,
1: um, and so, but like, that's the thing is like now I think women would hear you say something like that and be like... Well, that's a deal breaker. And it's so stupid. But would
0: you have, would you have ever been caught up by this culture so much that you well, would feel that way?
1: No, I probably feel like not. You are- but like, also, I don't know. Like, things have gotten so extreme recently. People have gotten so, like, there's this collective delusion. I, I do think that there's some kind of weird. Social contagion. It's. I mean, it was possible in like the Middle Ages for people to dance themselves to death because some weird social contagion spread in their in their village, right? I I think it's entirely possible for people to who are otherwise perfectly reasonable. Like I love really... I
0: love this analogy that this is like in the medieval ages when people danced themselves to death. That that's what we're seeing among progressives right now. You know, we were talking we were talking with this reporter who reached out to us recently. Do you want to go over? Like she just kept bemoaning like, well, I need to find a guy who you know lives in New York City and is uh, progressive, and it's very hard if you yeah, like I'm you, like, I'm, you know why
1: I won't find you know guys who compromise for me. And she showed absolutely zero willingness to compromise for a guy when really like for me, my process of really falling in love with you was every time you exposed me to something that I hadn't realized, every time that you changed my perspective on something, every time you opened my eyes to something. Like, I remember one day I was like, well, you know, America has, like, the worst education system. We're so embarrassing. And you're like, actually, like, have you seen what European, like, education systems are like? And you showed me all this data. And I was like, holy smokes, America's amazing? What? Like, and, like, th- like, I feel like people should be even more attracted people of different well i would say they should be even the more attractive conservatives
0: so i think one thing that's important to note is many progressive women out there are like simone they are actually interested in finding out what's true about the world okay yeah, um, yeah i and think many people be excited be because
1: they're pro-social and they care
0: but that means you have to use actual data-backed arguments. You need to actually go over stuff. Now, there's mm-hmm. another class of women out there who, if you show data that doesn't agree with their tribe's preconceptions, that is an attack. Yeah. That, and, and, and those are people who you will just never be happy being with. Just trust me. Like, if, if they're like an ideological tribalist, even if you're progressive, you're probably better off not being with them.
1: Well, and these people aren't pro-social in the end because they, they don't care about data that ultimately may help them improve societal outcomes. They care whether or not you have shown to be in their cult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess what we're saying at the end of all this is... Uh,
1: Baby, It's Cold Outside is a guide it's to dating. what dating look like. It's yes. Um, it's it is how you should flirt if you find someone who is not completely woke and likely to write you up and report you to the police.
0: <laughs> well, I think even now, I don't. I don't think the young generation could easily risk flirting that way. Oh um, boy! No. So so I think it's an intractable problem at this point. But it's important to remember that the enemy isn't women. It's the cultural group mm. that has enforced these norms that have mm. made it impossible to date women. And that if you can get through that, if you can get a potentially good partner, it is much harder to date than it was historically. I would not play the trade-up game as aggressively as I see some of our followers playing it. Where they're like, well, I can do better than the one I have right now. (laughs) Um, Maybe. Maybe. And they're like, well, if I get a lot richer, and it's like, yeah, but then you're older and you're in a dating market where it's potentially even harder like it, it, when i say harder they're like yeah but women get more desperate like these 30 year old single women they're more desperate than the younger ones and i can get more attractive women and i'm like yes you probably can but i'd also no, point but even out,
1: even those more attractive women now i think are culturally ruined i was just poking around yeah, on reddit so would, last yeah, night i would
0: point out it's I was looking at like
1: night. i think maybe am i the asshole i was looking at that subreddit and there mm. was like 22 no 19 she was 19 and she was like am i the asshole for being mad that my 62 year old husband doesn't th- says he can't care for our twins, like so she decided to marry this guy who's incredibly like way older than she is, and clearly is a stay at home wife, and was was surprised that her husband who had just gotten some kind of diagnosis, like I think he needed to get a hip replacement or, or knee replacement or something like pretty intense, and was like, listen, I you know you're gonna need to. Kind of like pull the weight here. I'm like literally not well enough to raise twins right now, and she's like, well. There was there was another one that I read, and I think this was also in, in Am I the Asshole or maybe just No Mother In Law, which is another subreddit I follow, where someone was talking about her evil mother in law and how her mother in law was criticizing her for not doing enough cooking and cleaning as a stay-at-home wife. So not even a stay-at-home mother, just a stay So the woman who has no job and just stays at home in a very expensive house, who her mother-in-law was by and her, her she found her husband making and cleaning up after dinner as this wife was lying in bed upstairs because her period cramps were too bad. And then the mother was sort of criticizing for her for like, listen, you're a stay-at-home wife. Like, why is he making dinner for you and cleaning after working all day. And I'm like reading this and my blood is boiling. Like this woman is so entitled. Like part of me is like, yeah, throw up your hands. Women are ruined. Like I, I don't know. Like that just like that that there could be this like complete lack of Understanding of this is not about women and men. This is not about roles in the household. This is not about like men should be able to do their own laundry and cook. You know, everyone should be able to take care of themselves. Obviously, this is about reciprocity. This is about what are you bringing to the table in a social contract? Yeah, and people seem to have completely lost the plot there. That there is no like. Again, it's that, that that level of entitlement, you know, of just like, well, but of course I deserve everything because I deserve everything. Instead of like, you deserve as much as you deserve based on what you bring to the table. If you bring 10 points to the table, you deserve 10 points in return, you know, of equal yeah. value. Oh.
0: Well, I am so lucky that I met you and uh, and and that I met you young enough that we were able to grow together, and mm. those cultural influences that could have tarnished both of us were able to intertwine as we we grow up together. And so, yeah, I just strongly encourage people to not not think, I'll be wealthier in the future. I'll be more successful in the future. I'm just going to wait to do better. Well, but um, also like
1: not to wait for a perfect person out of the box because there is no such thing. You have to grow with someone.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, and someone's not going to be perfect for you. You have to make them perfect for you and you have to become perfect for them. Like I was just thinking like if I woke up seven, someday as like a single man and I had to figure out like what to do. I actually think there's a ton of low-hanging fruit. Like I would go through well, like all you- of the female porn like subreddits and stuff and sort of see like what women fantasize about because actually like a ton of it's really wholesome and then i would just start acting it out like just you know be that like kind listener who you know makes them feel safe and blah, blah like like it's just it's not that hard and it's now we have more data than ever like i think in the past it was actually really hard for men to understand what women wanted, like kind of you had to go by ads, and ads were like, well, buy this perfume for your wife and she'll love you, you know, or like get flowers for this girl and she'll be so happy. Whereas now, like, you can literally see the number of upvotes on specific behavioral patterns. And then ape them like, hello, low hanging fruit, like crazy. And of course that doesn't change the fact that like women are crazy entitled and men are crazy entitled and people are lazy and stressed and whatever. And there's no money and there's no desire, but like, (sighs) there's still so many things you can do and you have to adapt. You, you as you are, are not good enough, period. Not good enough. No one is. I wasn't good enough for you. That's like super clear. And you changed a lot for me too, to accommodate me because I'm very neurotic and crazy. So... Anyway, rant over soapbox. Well, and and this is
0: fantastic. And I appreciate that when I met you, I mean, you were good enough in that you you always were working to improve yourself mm. and you and you always recognized that you could improve yourself still and that that was a desirable thing. I guess the and most
1: desirable thing these days is malleability, isn't it? Mm. Well,
0: malleability, and infatuation.
1: Well, yeah,
0: infatuation and interesting. It's being submissive and breedable. okay? <laughs>